Welcome to Slacks. And um, today we have me, Matilde. Me, Darina. And Mallory. Oh, yay. Um, and just to remind everyone in this new lovely year what we do and who we are. Um, we are three friends, one from Italy slash Belgium, one from Ireland, one from America. And uh, we are lesbians and we talk about lesbian stuff that makes us happy, angry, um, bored, Annoyed, whatever. All of the things. All of the all things. The things. All of the feelings. Feel, all the multiple feelings. feelings. Um, and we just kind of talk about it. Um, and yeah, just we wanted to start the year um, with a new round of questions from you guys and answers from us. And a few days ago, we put it out on our Instagram um, that uh, we wanted new questions. And oh my God, you guys have flooded our DMs. Which I love. I love getting DMs. It's oh, very sad. It's sliding into the DMs. Guys, honestly. So much sliding into so many DMs. Slide into the DMs at podcast, at, at podcast, at Slack's podcast. Give us a shout. Always. We always want to hear from you guys. At Slack's podcast at gmail.com as well if you're old fashioned and like to email. Or just Slack's podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> We will never get it right. Or stop us in the street. You know, no, don't do that. Don't do, well, you can. I mean, you can write I a mean, bit of paper and slip it on the table. We all it. have faces for radio. Let's be honest. Oh, no, wow. <laughs> speak for yourself. I'm just kidding. As in, like nobody knows what we look like. Yes, they do. It's all so, over our social. That's true. That's Where true. Our one social. Oh, I think we have a shout out today. Oh, we do. We do have a shout out. A special we have shout out to a special fan. A special shout out to Millie Grimes. Hi, Millie. Wants to be. Build as our biggest fan ever um, and we're more than happy to have you as our biggest fan ever Millie Grimes let's give it up for Millie yes Millie we love you alright okay so let's you asked started. we answered should yeah. we crack on some yeah. amazing questions there's guys there's quite a few to get through so let's get started let's do it who wants to go first double D Oof. me that's right okay alright I'm gonna start we've got like a big long list of stuff um Okay, so most of these um, most of these questions have been sent in um, by people who want to remain anonymous, which is cool. Um, but question one: What's the funniest thing you thought about during sex? <laughs> like what's sex? Yeah. I don't know. What's sex? I love this one. I don't. I don't know if I can consider it funny, but the first thing that came <laughs> into my mind when I thought about this question was. I find it really, really difficult to listen to music when I'm having sex. Do you? Oh my God, It's too me distracting. Too. It's I too cannot, much. I cannot. I start thinking about like, when did this record come out? And oh, <laughs> the vocals sound like they need a little rise on that. Or like my foot starts tapping. It's really bad. It's hugely Actually, distracting. Actually, I kind of agree with you. I think uh, we... D- now that I think about it, we don't ever <laughs> listen to music, but we did when we first started dating. Of course. And I yeah. remember at the time being like always thinking about the music track and then associating it with like a certain time in my life. And I go back yeah. and be like, come back, be present. Yeah, I know. It, it's a <laughs> massive it. distraction. It just snaps you out of the present, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, also, I think um, I cannot stop thinking if it's not my house or if it's like, um, you know, if I'm at someone else's place before I was married, obviously. I would not be able to stop thinking, is this their sex playlist? And like, oh, and then I start thinking yeah. about them making the sex playlist, thinking, oh, let's hope I get lucky tonight. Oh, no. And then like, oh, I just can't not think about them make, making their sex playlist. That's so And it just funny. turns me off so much. That's did you, hilarious. Did you have a sex playlist? No, but now and th- oh. I never had a sex playlist, but now and then I'll listen to a song and I think that would make a perfect song for a sex playlist. <laughs> really? Oh my God, you should make the Slack oh, sex yeah. playlist. That's a good idea. And then yeah. we can read off all the songs in the next but episode. Then, but then if people use it, won't they just think about us while they're having sex? No, and they'll just is say that something thank we're you. comfortable with. I'd they'll say okay with thank that. you, Matilde, okay. for giving us the best sex playlist. I okay. hope Barry Manilow makes the list. Barry sure. Manilow. Sure. Let's get it You're on. You're so American. I mean, That's right. also, I how, am American. Are you like 500 <laughs> years old? Uh, no. Ooh. No. Oh. Barry Manilow is a like, classic. No. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, we could do one like old school and new school. There you go. Fine. So then, like, Barry Manilow would make you laugh in bed, 
right? Because that's yeah, a ridiculous. I'm not sure you want someone laughing at you in bed. Sometimes it's fun to laugh in bed. Sex can't always be serious. Oh no, sure, but once you're like in the like six month safe zone, not like the first night you sleep with someone, you don't want them laughing at your sex playlist. <laughs> I think it's. I think it depends on the person, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know what a problem is? Every time I think of like a sex song, and that's not because I've had it on this song. Um, I think. Uh, I didn't see nothing wrong. Oh, bump and grind. But it's R. Kelly. Oh, no, you cannot. Unacceptable. Cheesy and but like worse than very cheesy. 100%. Thank you. But it's, you know, I didn't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. So I need the lyrics to be sexual because if the lyrics aren't sexual, it's just the music that's sexual, I'm going to snap out of it. What about sexual healing? That is also cheesy. Yeah, but again. Yeah, but it's literally about sex. But it's like, I need, for someone to create the sex playlist, I need them to like dig a bit deeper. You can't just go like Spotify's own playlist or iTunes' own playlist, which is better. Or Apple Music or any other DSP that you choose to listen to. Which is better. (laughs) So do we think that the funniest thing that we thought about during sex, so you said, okay, so you went to music, but is there anything else that you've ever thought about during sex? Like I've had reports of people talking about thinking about cleaning, thinking about chores, thinking about... Just like things on their to-do list. I, I, I've been known to think about food every now and again. Have you? <laughs> definitely. Like a burger? Like what are you thinking I about? De- mm. I mean, I'm hungry right now and I'm thinking, yes, I could definitely eat a burger. But mm. I mean, sex is a strenuous activity. It tends to take place perhaps late at night or early in the morning. I mean, I like to have breakfast. Yeah, fair mm. enough. So fair thinking enough. about what I'm going to have for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. It's what true. about you? Um, in the past, I'm not going to comment <laughs> on now because it's not fair, but in the past, I've definitely caught myself thinking, oh, I've got to remember to do a wash, otherwise it won't be dry for tomorrow. Or yeah. like, oh, the dry cleaning, I forgot to pick it up. Or just chores, yeah. yeah. And it's not funny, and it probably says a lot about like the situation I was in. But um, No, I don't think there so. There has been time where I've just been like, all right, I, I need to go with my day now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, sex is fun and everything, but we also have practical lives. And, and burgers are great too. Yeah, burgers and washing. And also, like, sometimes, you know, you can call it sex men. It's like admin during sex. And you have these, like, <laughs> like, have you ever had it right before you fall asleep? And you just start remembering all the important things 100%. you need to do. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to forget time. it. Like, write it down. Sometimes I'll grab my phone and I, like, write the list down. I'll email it to myself. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, write it down. And then I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. Sex men is a good one. Is a good hashtag. Um, all, right. all right. So next question. Do you want to do one or should I do it? I can do it. Okay, go for it. So, guys, what does foreplay outside the bedroom looks like in day-to-day life? I really like this question. Yeah, it's a good one. Because it makes one. you think a little bit more about, like, foreplay automatically. If you think about it, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, foreplay, like, part of a sexual situation, whatever. But actually, there is definitely foreplay that you can do during the day, even when you're apart from each other, that still kind of can count as foreplay. I think so. I think uh, flirting is a part of foreplay, and that can yeah. come in a lot of different ways. So, like, texting I remember sexting, sexting. Exactly. <laughs> There's actually somebody in my office right now that's uh, <clears throat> he's on like a sixth or seventh date, and you can just see he is so checked out of work, and he is in his phone, oh, sliding like into those DMs. Oh, oh yeah, no, totally, totally. Sexting but that's it. It's exciting, that. you know. And he's sending naughty pics from. The I don't office. know what he's doing, but you can just tell he's very happy and like on cloud nine, and it's that's very sweet. That's yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, I think flirting. Um, Eye contact can be quite mm. um, personal. Lots of touching, I think, as well. Yeah. Just like mm. I'm big on like physical affection anyway, but someone just like touches your arm or gives you a little kiss or like mm. strokes your hair. I'm, I'm a goner. This is in person. No, this is like during the day, you mean? Like during not the day, in, not yeah. in like the bedroom. Or- no, no, no. So yeah. say you're like, I don't know, you're going about your day or even if like, I don't know, you're stood like in your kitchen doing the washing up and someone comes like behind you and gives yeah. you like a little... That's nice. A little cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of full plays in the mind anyway. Definitely. Mm. So like, it can kind of happen anytime. If you're both on the same kind of wavelength, mm. then you can kind of send each other messages. I think I feel like it's really, I really like this question as well. And I feel like it's really important. Like mm. sex doesn't always just take place when sex is happening. Mm. Right. It can, you know, you can build up to it over a period of days, especially if you're, 
in any sort of long distance relationship or maybe mm. you won't see your sexual partner for like a week or whatever there might be like a period of time you don't have to like just chat about like so how was your day you mm. can just like build up to it and it's really exciting then when you get to see them and it's nice and yeah, like I agree I think maybe at some point that needs to be prioritized more as well in like long-term relationships mm. that like you start to kind of not forget that part but it maybe becomes a little bit less like kind of intoxicating and exciting like yeah. it is in the beginning so you need to kind of prioritize it and I think it's really important to do that I think like you know to your point in long-term relationships foreplay I think can kind of translate into um, everyday intimacy and everyday intimacy can also be a very different thing you know mm. like I sometimes find things much sexier now that are more practical than I ever would have traditionally have found sexy, if that makes sense. And like DIY. Yeah, maybe like a little bit. Really? Of, a little bit of that. Yeah, I think it's kind of hot, you know, or or if somebody is doing something for you because they, they know that it's something that you would like or that would make your life easier or, you know, things like that. Um, mm. But yeah, I just think that in a long-term relationship, it's it, it's obviously the traditional like kissing, touching, all of that is very important. But I think there's a lot of other things that can get people get people off a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Could no, just I totally agree. And it builds up. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I definitely, totally agree. And also, someone said this to me before, and it always like stuck with me is like when you're getting to know like someone new, um, like a new partner, that mostly people treat people the way that they want to be treated. So mm -hmm. the way that your partner or date is treating you is probably because they want to be treated the same way. So if they're like sending you like sex during the day, that's the kind of thing that they like. So you can mm -hmm. respond to that. Or if they like doing things for you or like little thoughtful things, they want you to do like little thoughtful mm -hmm. things. It's like a like indicator into um, what they like and how they like to be treated. So pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. That's a good shot, actually. Yeah, that's nice. Um, okay, next question. Do you know your partner's love language? How do you practice speaking their language when you're not adept to it? Do you guys know what the love oh languages my God, are? I love this. Oh I'm my literally God, learning what, <laughs> no, I'm literally learning what love language means now at the moment. And I, yeah, I think it's brilliant. So for those who don't really know what love language is, what are some of the basic kind of principles of love language? Well, I don't know the... Well, so I think what love language is, is basically how someone loves and how they want to be loved and how they communicate that. And every person has got a different way of loving. So some people will be a lot more expressive. Um, you know, they'll kind of give lots of attentions and cuddles and physical and, and emotional and everything. Some people won't be able to say I love you, won't be able to kind of say, oh, you look very nice today, but they might build a IKEA cabinet for you and, you know, or like cook you an amazing meal. And that's their way of showing love, but they mm. might just not be able to say it so much. So yeah. I think that in relationships can really cause a lot of issues if you don't understand that someone might not be able to show love the way you're showing love. So if you're expecting right. to have love back the way you're showing it, it might not always work. It might not always come back like that because they show in a different way. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's actually really, um, really interesting to read about it. So there are five love languages. I've got them in front of me. Um, the first is words of affirmation, then acts of service, then receiving gifts, then quality time, then physical touch. Each one is important and expresses love in its own way. Learning your partners in your own primary love language will help create a stronger bond in your relationship. So this kind of touches on um, what I was just saying is that like people treat people the way that they want to be treated. So I think that someone will express their own love language to you by how they treat you. Yeah, that, but like, you're, you're right. But I think sometimes people may not even know what their love language is. Absolutely. You yeah. know, like yeah. if you're not that in tune with yourself um, or even if you are in tune with yourself, people change, right? Like people grow and, and their needs change. Um, and I guess your love language will change. But fundamentally, I think it's super important to talk about it. Like you have to communicate. And if you want your relationship to get stronger and better, it's something that you need to talk about. So if you do mm. it, just the two of you, if you do it with a couple's therapist, doesn't matter, but it just, it definitely needs to be talked about. But, it, but I think you're completely right. It does take that one person, first of all, to try and understand and work on themselves. 
mm-hmm. um, to then be able to sort of bring that into the couple, into a relationship. Um, and uh, and then you can kind of see how you guys sort of interact with each other better. But, you know, if if that if people individually aren't getting to know themselves, there's, you know, you, you're not really going to be successful at interacting with each other because mm. you need to know what's going on in your mind. And even you need to know yourself that that's how you show love. Maybe you just never ask yourself that question. Yeah, yeah. some people just do things for the sake yeah. of doing things and they've never really thought about why they do things a certain way. And how that might affect somebody else. And just because the way that you want to be giving love to somebody doesn't mean that somebody wants to be receiving the love yeah. in that way. Or that doesn't, that's not their thing, you know. Totally. Or they might just copy the way that they've grown up with their parents' relationship, the way they've interacted yeah. with each other. And they're just kind of copying that because to them, that's their example of a of an adult relationship. Totally. And actually that might not be right for them or not, might not be right for their partner and all of that. So it's... Yeah, it's very important to kind of learn to differentiate between what you've grown up with and what is right for you. Yeah. Definitely, there's yeah. um, there's a really great quote. I forgot who said it. Your parents fuck you up, right? Don't they? I yeah, might have said it's that. It's a poem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a poem. Your yeah, mom and dad they fuck you up. Yeah, and uh, there's a really great book, a Philippa Perry book, and she talks about um, it's a book you wish your parents read, is what it's called. Right. And you don't have to be a parent to read this book. It's it's really fascinating. They talk about like just everything that you've as a child you know your brain and everything that you've kind of sucked up from your parents and your environment up to the age of like seven years old and how it has such a profound effect on you and just because you um you know were you you took all of this stuff in at a young age doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth or that's so do you know what I mean totally yeah so it's just really fascinating because I believe that a lot of my relationship comes from my parents as well because of, mm-hmm. of what I viewed from them yeah me so. too because it's your first example of, of an adult relationship. So it's bound to be somewhere lodged in your subconscious. Definitely. And like you grow up thinking that's what two people, two adults in like in a relationship or in a marriage look like. And mm. might not be right Definitely. for you. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I think as an, an answering that question, um, I think, yeah, I think I'm getting to know and understand what love language is. But I think, um, yeah, definitely worth getting to know your pa- partner's love language. And if it's the same as you, then fantastic. If it's not, it's definitely worth, you know, trying to understand it and trying to be aware of it. And and just even just kind of starting up that conversation yeah. with yeah. them and, and kind of understanding mm. what they want. And like to Darina's point, like I think um, if they treat you in a certain way, then the likelihood is that's kind of what how they want to be treated. Because mm. so, yeah. they're expressing how they yeah. express love. Um, yeah. So that's probably what they want So back. if someone's being an asshole to you, <laughs> be an asshole back. <laughs> Alternatively, just run the fuck away. Or just run the fuck that's away. All right, cool. Okay, cool. Should I go? Yeah. Yeah. Right, so next question. I need to learn how to date. I'm so shy. I find it hard to talk to girls. I've never actually been on a date or had a girlfriend or dot, 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 you know. I downloaded Lex and have been speaking with someone and I have asked them out on a date, but I'm terrified and I don't know what to do. Oh, um, so I wish we could like call her and yeah, like, I know. Just come and hang out with, us. with her and speak to her and just come and have go, a beer. It's so going to be fine. For those of us that don't who, like, what is Lex? So Lex is a fairly new um, dating app, mm. uh, L-E-X, that you can um, download from wherever you get your apps. Um, but it's a text based app um which is pretty great pretty it sounds pretty great actually so interesting it's really interesting it's like based on like old school like newspaper personals so you write your own oh. like text-based personal ad um there are no photos you can link your instagram uh if you want to but you certainly don't have to um but yeah shout out to lex it is it is very very good so you just text message people well through the app well you you message them through the app yeah, yeah. but the the um the profiles i guess are, are based on personal ads so it's just so rather than like you know a tinder or a bumble where you're yeah. clicking through photos you're actually reading like a personal ad like I a text personal like ad. it's, it's really quite like cool that. actually yeah it is quite really cool. refreshing to have that actually yeah it's a really interesting concept um so yeah big shout out to lex um but yeah how do you guys how do you learn to date oh it's tricky it can be so scary especially it's, if you've never yeah. really like been on a date before I, I don't think the all online thing helps if you've never really interacted in real life before with someone that like flirting face to face 
if that's never happened before, if you throw in like the barrier of, of the internet, it can make it even harder. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is hard. Dating as a concept, I still find it kind of weird. I mean, like you're literally like, it's kind of somewhere between an interview and well, it is essentially an interview. Like you're kind of like, and there's so much going to be going on in your head. Like if you've never met someone before, you're meeting a stranger. Firstly, you're meeting a stranger that you're hoping is going to like you and you're going to like them Mm. as a person. Firstly, Thirdly, you're going to have to hope that there's some kind of chemistry between you. Yeah. And like all of it, like together, it's a lot. Like it's sudden it intimacy. is a lot. You're like, oh God, am I supposed to like feel close to this person? I've never met them. Yeah. And and all the rules, like the unsaid rules. Yeah, exactly. It's like, tricky. What if you, and like it is, and we don't want to put you off further, by the way, by <laughs> listing out all no, the negative things. No, but I think things. that's really interesting because what it means is everyone finds it tricky Definitely. Everyone finds it a bit scary and it can be exciting scary, but the likelihood of the other person that you will meet with, um, that she's also quite scared and and a bit tense and a bit worried or, you know, self-aware or whatever is very high. Definitely. And that's quite helpful to think, okay, we're both going to be quite shy to start with. Well, maybe she's not as shy, but, you know, it's still quite scary. Um, And so maybe just say it maybe just kind of get it out of the way say mm. by the way this is quite scary you know just wanted to put it out there yeah. sorry I, I'm quite shy but like you know it's really nice to see you um and you know so just like sorry if if I'm a little bit shy but this is me and you know yeah. I'm yeah. very excited to get sweet. to know you yeah just kind of put it out there don't try and hide the shyness because it's cute yeah that's sweet I've actually I've never had anybody you know, previously dating, ever say, like, I'm quite shy, so if I come across a certain way, it's because of that. I I quite like that. Mm. But the positive thing about lesbian dating, from what I learned in the past, when I was living in New York, um, I was, like, fiercely dating for some reason. I think I got to New York, and I was like, Fiercely (laughs) dating? Yeah. Anyway, so I ended up meeting quite a few friends from online dating that I I never really thought that would be an option. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there was, you know, one girl in particular who I thought was so beautiful. I was like, I like we went on our first date, we had dinner. And like, even though I thought she was so beautiful, I wasn't attracted to her. You know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally, I, yeah. I loved her and I thought she was great. Um, she actually strangely felt like family to me. It was really weird. Wow. Yeah. Right. And um, and, and you know, and after the date, we were kind of just like, this is really cool. And I was like, I like. I could be friends with you. And she's like, yeah, me too. And we just like continued our friendship and we're still friends till this day. And she ended up moving to like Dubai a few years ago. And so when I go to Dubai, we hang out and she's come to London. She stays like, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And I think that's the one thing that I reminded myself through dating women is that you don't necessarily have to just date them you could event you could walk away with a friend yeah that's totally true and I think it's really important to like not build up things in your mind too much and just remember that you're going to just spend some time with another human being totally who Mm. is in the exact same boat as you and your appointment is probably feeling just as nervous Mm. so rather than like walking into a first date with someone going oh my god I've got so much to think about just go I'm just going to go and meet another person and have a nice time, hopefully. And if you're not having a nice time, you can leave and go and, you know, meet somebody else at some point. And if all else fails, you could do a couple of things if your anxiety is super high. Go outside and do some jumping jacks or like running in place or <laughs> run to the bar, take a shot, come back. You'll be good. There's there's also that. I don't do this anymore. But a couple <laughs> of years ago, um, I was dating and my trick before I would leave the house, assuming I wasn't coming from work, was a shot of rescue remedy and a shot of vodka i swear to god it worked a charm rescue every time and vodka. yeah you know what rescue remedy is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. A, a little nerve calmer like yeah. herbal thing yeah. but you get that and a, a shot of neat vodka and you're you're on your way so should we that's give this great for job a? interviews oh my god the what double were we now double d yes a double, double d, d. when Guys. i say a shot of rescue remedy a shot of rescue remedy is like eight drops of it like you literally yeah. don't you drink a shot glass of it no 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 you have that first oh. 
But I don't know. I don't recommend mixing. Although it probably wouldn't make I mean, a difference. You're basically mixing. You're basically it. mixing I it. Mean, but rescue remedy and then a shot of vodka. You heard it here first. I don't do it anymore. Double D. So. Do a double D before you date. <laughs> and actually, another thing I thought is, if it just having one date that's looming over like next week is a big, big and scary. Just kind of book a few other dates and book them at times that's when you know idea. you're going to feel comfortable. True. If if you're if drinking helps you, then like do a cocktail bar or a pub. If actually you'd prefer have something in the day, there's less kind of tension around there. Just book some coffees, all that kind of stuff. Just book a few. Cause, so if if one doesn't go too well, you don't beat yourself up too much because you got another one the next day to go to. Mm-hmm. And just treat it as a game. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Um, or a job. Yeah. That's what I did treat for a it while. As a job. I did treat it as a job for a little while. I was like, okay, I'm I'm in this to meet somebody. And after like I had three dates, sometimes four dates lined up in a week. And I'd be like, okay, next, next. Like, I cannot imagine four yeah. dates in one week. Yeah, it was tiring. I that was really I was tiring. a bit younger as well, but you know. Yeah, more energy. <laughs> more energy. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go on to the next Hopefully question? We've helped you. Um, but good luck. We'll be thinking of you wherever you are. For sure. Um, okay, so this one, um, I like it. It was just a, a, a very short and easy DM. <laughs> All caps. I love it. And it literally just says, <laughs> periods and lesbians, how you'll handle PMS. How to handle PMS. It's, yeah. I probably spelled it wrong. Okay. <laughs> anyway, how to, I, I thought maybe it was how you handle PMS or how to handle PMS. I think both make sense. I was, I, no, it was, I was typing when I was transcribing from the, the DMs and it's probably my bad. My hands were cold. But yes, periods and lesbians. So periods it feels like a shout, lesbians. like a cry. Like a, <laughs> like a cry, cry like, for help. Guys, how do I do this? It's a great question though. I mean, <sighs> okay. I was actually thinking about this on the way here and... I mean, if you're dating someone or in a relationship with someone and you have like a 28 day cycle, let's assume. Yeah. And assuming you haven't synced periods, which is a godsend when it does happen, Mm. there's probably going to be about two and a half, if not three weeks out of every month that someone's either going to have their period or be expecting their period. It's a fucking nightmare. And it can be a fucking nightmare. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I... First, that you would say that there's nothing that you can do about it. But if you um if you happen to like manage to, you can't make your period sink. But when it happens, just rejoice and hope that it always it's, stays oh my God. that way. I, I have never been with anyone who's had a sunk period. It's been a pain in the ass. A sunk period. Sunk, yeah, sinked, sunk. I like that it's very word. like Titanic, like dramatic, like my period is sunk. So sunk me. is a word. Sinked. If we're talking about the verb sinking, not sink. Is this like Sven? What do we do with S words? Sven and sunk periods. Um yeah, no, but I ha- I've never been with anybody who has had a period at the same time as me. I think Oh Mallory, that's I have. Difficult. I definitely have. All of I think pretty much all of my long term relationships we've You've got a strong point. lower half of your strong, body. Strong pheromones. Yeah, but seriously. Yeah, I mean <laughs> absolutely. But it is a minefield. Um I think the only thing that you I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do, but there are certain ways that I think you can manage it. And the first way is I always track my periods. Mm, I think, you know, from a health reason, you know what's coming and when it's a good idea to track your periods. Mm -hmm. And I think personally, when I start feeling in the month where I'm like feeling really blue and just like really down and I'm like, checking in with myself and I'm like why am I low why am I feeling down and I'm like there's really nothing and then I look at the app and I'm like motherfucker yeah, which app are you referring to um I don't know the name of it offhand because there is an amazing app it's called the moody app um and that one is fantastic because once it every single day of your cycle it will tell you why you're feeling a certain way and what chemical uh changes are happening in your body and it'll give you advice on uh, today your uh, estrogen levels will be at an all-time low. Take some time for yourself. Maybe do something low-key. I love that. It's really nice because That's I great. have these days where I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I look at the app and I'm like, oh, great. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. like Mine I'm not going crazy. That. Mine's super American and I have like, and there's like a, a chat function and there's like people in like deepest, darkest, like American South 
who like chat and like show off each other's like engagement rings and like talk about menstrual cups. That is weird. And I'm like, I have, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I have no, I, I don't know what to Eng say. I've got nothing to say. Engagement rings in a period, yeah. like a social sharing. Yeah. Could you not like reply and, and be like off topic? And there's so much like oversharing, and there's people like, oh my god, my boyfriend has just cheated on me. I just caught him. Guys, what should I do? And everyone's like, dump the fucker. And it's like endless chat. And I'm like, I just want to know when I'm gonna bleed. I mean, my mine is literally like <laughs> it so says, it so says odd. like six days to go, five days to go, yeah. four days to go, right. and yeah. that's, that's it. I mean, I mean, I, I don't have a social sharing function for sure. But oh, there is so much, guys. There's one thing I want to point out about this question slash statement. Um, this is only one way of looking at this because there's also periods, lesbians, how to handle PMS. So there's multiple things because there's also sex during your period. And Very when true. I when you read this out loud, the first thing I thought about was the opening scene of the new L word. I haven't seen that I yet. Have you haven't seen, seen it, it yet? <gasps> well, oh my I have. god, no spoilers. No spoilers, life. but it is it's it messy. is it's messy. It's not oh. messy, it's clean messy. But it, there is something that happens in that scene where, you know. Anyway. I mean, it's <sighs> It's a very personal choice whether or not you want to have sex on your period or not. Some Definitely. people, I mean, are just, they don't feel at their best and they don't want to. Other people are complete raging, you know, Horn bags, bags of hormones. <laughs> Horn bags, thanks for told. And absolutely want to do it. But maybe their partner is not comfortable with it. It's a very personal decision and a very, you know, everybody has to, everything has to be consensual and have a conversation about it. But if you're both into it, then, you know. How could period sex not be consensual? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm just like, I'm not saying it wouldn't be consensual, but like that a conversation takes yeah, place about it. Because I mean, it could be if you didn't tell someone you were on your period and you went for You'd it, like, then it's non consensual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There now we you're go. down there, you gotta continue. You gotta finish exactly. up what you started. <laughs> Everybody knows what they're dealing with, basically, is is what I'm getting at. But yeah, yeah, no, it's true. If you ever get like a shared calendar in a relationship, just put it in the shared calendar. So everyone I think knows that's what a good idea. With. I think that's a good idea because mm. as much as like you can track your own periods and check in with yourself and be like, I'm fucking raging for no reason today. Oh, okay, I'm about to get my period. You can have that same level of understanding for mm. your partner. So if you got the head bitten off you for no particular fucking reason that morning and you're really angry about it, check the calendar and be like, oh, she's probably getting her period. But word of advice, do not tell her. <laughs> yeah. Because I will kick true. off. If so, And I know it's true and I know that's exactly why. But if you tell me that the reason why I'm angry right now is because I'm on my period or I'm about to get my period... I will deny. Yeah, no, death that's not okay. That Who is says horrible. that to you? Yeah, everyone I've ever been with. Oh. Really? Well, not everyone I've ever been with, but yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, it happens, and it's like, oh, you just kind of in your period. That's why, like, calm down. I'm like, oh no, no, no. No, you know what happens? Chess never will say anything like that to me, but she will say when I get like uber upset. Because I just sometimes get overly sensitive, or I'll either get like really angry for no reason, like none, or I'm like really emotional for no reason. And then she'll look at me at like the end of the night and she'll kind of like cock her head. She's like, are you, um, oh. are you going to get your period soon? And I'm like, no, but like not in like That's a, what I mean. not in like a mean way, no, more no, like no. she's concerned and she wants me to like think about it and then, yes. and un to understand like why I'm feeling this way. And then I'll look at the app and I'm like, you're right. So I think <laughs> like, exactly yes. what you've described was too like middle ground. So Mary, yeah. what you described was kind of a caring, gentle, yes. you might want to look because it could be this. And you're like, Correct. yes, it is it. I think what you're describing, Matilda, is like more of a like, are you getting your fucking period? No, but and that is going to make you rage. You know what, though? Actually, it 100% is delivered in a nice, caring way. Oh. But I read it. In a very non-nice, caring way. So very much on me. And it's very much true and real. I am a monster sometimes when I'm PMSing. But um, yeah, I always read it in a negative way. And I'm just like, you're invalidating my rage. Invalidating your rage. Well, I think what we've just actually realized right here in the room is that women are really difficult to read sometimes. Bitches be crazy. It's and I true. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> and and sometimes <laughs> isn't it nice for your rage to be invalidated? Like when I'm a bit upset and I don't understand why, I would like to be told by my partner that I'm really close with or a friend that I'm really close with who might happen to know that I'm on my period. Like, mm. like maybe you should, like, it's okay. 
And then once stroke I've my down, arm. Once I've calmed down, yes, yeah. I'm very happy with the yeah. information. But yeah. I think in the moment, I'm like, you're not listening to me. Plus, there's also like, I think no matter what, in any relationship, it's important um, for partners to hold each other accountable sometimes totally. and just say, yeah. you know what? You kind of upset me because you bit my fucking head off this morning. And you can say back to that, I know, I'm really sorry I have my period. And then like, you talk about it and it's like, you've been held accountable Someone's made an apology. There's a level of understanding. We'll probably bond you closer. Totally. True. Unless you use that excuse 30 days out of the month. Granted, yes. I mean, <laughs> it genuinely Part has like, to Wait be. a minute. Don't milk it. You do actually have uh. to like be PMSing. But one last thing on the subject is I find um, evening primrose oil amazing mm. for um, pre-period symptoms, physical mm. ones. Taking it every day or just ones. when you're... Uh, I take it every day. Um, mm. So like... I th- you get them in like any chemist or like Holland and Bars or, or whatever. Um, you just like take two a day. They're just like, they look like, you know, Omega-3 capsules or like, oh, nice. you know, whatever. Okay. And just take two a day. But they are actually really, really good for um, alleviating PMS type symptoms. Nice. Nice. Cool. Um, all right. So the next question is, I never imagined myself as a mom, but I was dating a girl who wanted a family and it kind of opened my mind up. I started seeing my future differently when we broke up and it's left me in a bit of a spin. Now I think I want to have a family and lots of friends and a lot of my friends are pregnant or having babies and I'm feeling a little hopeless, like it won't happen for me. Is it something I should look, sorry, is it something I should look into doing on my own or should I just wait? Wow, that's a big that's question. That's a big question. Yeah. There's quite you know, a lot to unpack on that, I think. I think like... I think starting with the last part of it, is it something that I should do on my own? I think having a child on your own is such a huge decision. Um, but there's certain ways that I think people can start preparing for it if you are seriously interested in having children. Um, you know, I've had a lot of friends who have categorically said, no, I don't want children, but maybe want the option in the future. So there are things like freezing your eggs. Um, you could even go a step further and find a sperm donor. Um, and then you can create embryos, which tend to give people a higher chance of, you know, actually having a baby in the future. Um, you know, so that's, I think that's one part of it. Um, I do know quite a few single women who are now like in their late thirties, early forties who have frozen their eggs. And, and if they just so happen to meet that right person, um, you know, then they can go ahead and, and have babies. It's just wonderful to have that as an option nowadays Amazing. if you can afford it. Um, it's it's just yeah it's great because it just gives you that a little bit of that freedom back definitely if that's an option that you want to consider but I think it's really interesting this question especially because I feel like sometimes the whole wanting babies thing can really depend on the relationship you're in definitely so you might be with someone for a while and just go oh no not kids and not really associate the fact that it might be that it's just not kids with that person but then you go with someone else and you start a relationship with them and Maybe they want kids or is a relationship where you feel, you know, you feel differently. And, and all of a sudden it kind of can kind of awaken that feeling in you. Um, and it sounds like it might be that's what's happened here. They've had a relationship with someone who very much wanted to have kids. And, and so it's kind of put that in their mind and and they've kind of considered it and, and is probably awakened maybe something in them. And, yeah. and so maybe it's hard to I imagine it can be hard then to go back. Um, you know, when you're not with that person anymore, but but that feeling doesn't go or doesn't go quite so quickly. Yeah, mm. or you're somebody who really wants children and will not ever um, settle for somebody who doesn't want children because that could be quite a big deal breaker for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if, or if you're not sure if you want children and if somebody's coming to the age, especially I feel like if you're in your 30s and you say, yeah. no, I definitely want to have a family, this won't work. You know, that's something that you have to consider as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely definitely true. And I think it's um, it was interesting as well how the the person that asked the question said that part of why they've changed their mind is because a lot of their friends are having babies. Yeah, and it becomes like part of your world, and it's mm. not like a far off, you know, far in the future thing that may never happen. It's it's happening, and it's happening it becomes very real. Right, it's happening all around you, and I think that definitely as well will stir up feelings of oh, actually, I see my really close friends doing this. This this could be for me, mm. um, as well. And I think 
you know, to, to your point, Mal, there, there are ways and means that you can definitely go about doing it yourself or you can um, make your chances a lot higher if you have the means to do so if you do meet somebody. Um, but yeah, there are there are some options. But yeah, I think it's important as well to your point, Matilde, to if you're not in a relationship now, to start thinking about that seriously so you have an idea of what you feel like when you don't have anybody else's influence. Like apart from like your social circle and everything and start thinking what you want without being in a relationship with someone because then obviously you'll be influenced by what they want and, and vice versa. Yeah. Just to have like a clear idea and it doesn't have to be a binary yes or no. It can mm. be a I'd be happy either way or do you know what I'm not sure but I'm actually leaning more towards yes or I'm not sure yeah. but I'm leaning more towards no. But but think about that and, and remember it so when you do meet the right person that you'll have less influence, you'll be less influenced by their feelings. Because sometimes when you're crazy in love with someone and you might be like, yes, I want kids. And they're like, absolutely, I don't want kids. You'll, you'll probably start thinking, oh, you know what? I didn't want kids before. So maybe I still don't want kids because I don't want to lose this person. But right. yeah, you need to kind of remember, remember how you felt before you met them, I think. I feel like For kids sure. are just such a big uh, decision. It's yeah. huge. You know, you're either like in that or you're not in, mm. in that, you know. You can't really go space. back. <laughs> no, you <laughs> definitely cannot go back. There. And I think um, it's been interesting because obviously since, uh, you know, since we're really close to having a baby, um, we uh, have noticed how many people are pregnant around us. So we're like on the other side of that question, you know, mm. and it is. And I and I do think of like friends who don't have babies or 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 don't want babies you know, what, like how that must be on the other side. And and I'm sure like some people are like, happy that's not me. Like you're going to be for sleep sure. deprived for a long time and like forever and always. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a decision and it's, it's something that somebody has to be fully on board with. Yeah. I also feel like sometimes you can not like kids in the street or, you know, you're like, oh, you see a kid, you're like, oh, that's such a pain. Shut up. Stop screaming. And then your friends start having, which is, you know, relatable. It happens. Um, but then you start meeting your friends' kids and you start meeting like, or maybe like your siblings have kids or whatever. And so you meet kids of the people you love. And I think that at least for me has made a big difference where I'm like, oh, but I love your mom or your dad. And actually I love you too, because you come from them. And mm. in the, I think that kind of it makes you love children a bit more because they're the kids of the people you love. Um, but I think in terms of giving advice to this person, I think maybe give yourself a period of time to think about it. Maybe give yourself a year where you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself a year. I won't do anything. I won't put pressure on myself. I'll just think about what I want to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of this year, I will give myself an answer. Yes, I want kids. Yes, I want to do it on my own. Or, or yes, I want kids, but I would never do it on my own. Or no, I don't want kids. Yeah. But kind of put some time and give yourself a time limit and put some time in to really look inward and go, what do I really want? Is it what my ex wanted? Or is it what I think I should be wanting at my age? Or, or maybe, you know, maybe I don't want it. Yeah. Um, but and then at the end of that year you can or a year or months or whatever you can then make a decision yeah totally invest definitely invest time in there all right it's a big one big question okay yeah so i think i think we're coming up to the last one i think i feel like we've got hang on hang, hang on. on we've got two we have got two. one yeah out of the two <laughs> i'm not losing the second one it's too good wait Wait, what's the second so one? So there's two. Oh, so yeah. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> let's keep let's keep let's do both. Let's do both. Let's yeah. let's do the one that is making us laugh now. Okay. Because I'm I'm not sure there is I an think answer. double D should ask that one. Well the question <laughs> the question is Again, all caps. Again in block capitals, why do boobs feel so nice? Guys, why? <laughs> Thank why? you to the contributor of that. We we appreciate you. <laughs> I mean they do, they feel great. They do to feel be great. Fair, they do, but why? Why do they feel so what? nice? Okay, let's feel... go back to a biological side of this. We're just talking about <laughs> babies, right? From birth, we all well, I don't know. I really wasn't breastfed, so I don't know why I love boobs so much. But they're nice and lesbian. they're soft and you know some, yeah, well, some, some are firmer. Are less soft yeah, some it's are true. Soft. I think all shapes and sizes are beautiful. I totally they're agree. warm and warm is nice. Warm, 
soft, yeah, really sexy, comforting, very sexy. I think like a, a cup full of boob in the morning is the best thing <laughs> instead of coffee. Yeah, what do you do with your hand right now? Best. You're making a cupping like, motion with your hand. Cupping a boob. Now in you're the cupping your own boob. Yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, boobs feel so nice because boobs are nice. Yeah, yeah, and bum cheeks really. <laughs> All they are is bigger boobs. Bum cheeks together. are bigger <laughs> boobs. But if somebody's a boob person, it doesn't necessarily mean they're an ass person. Like no. I'm personally both. I am an equal opportunity. <laughs> you you have to pick one over the very other. Very fair. Of I you. think I'm more of a bum person than a boobs person. If I had to choose, but I really love boobs as well. So Until I'm tits all the way. <laughs> Little tits. Mm. Also big ones. Why not? <laughs> and you? Um, boobs. Boobs. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I also really like legs and I like shoulders. Wow. <laughs> shoulders is a Are good one. Are you telling one. me that you like the whole body? I pretty much like the whole body. Are there things that you don't like about a woman's body? Um, hairy legs, mm. which is acceptable sometimes in the winter. I get it. Okay, we're all human. Um, <laughs> and no, not really. Is there I anything you guys don't like? Her? No, I don't think. I mean, what's not to like? Exactly. Really rough elbows. I mean, oh my god, scratchy. <laughs> Why are some you moisturizer? You are so ready with an answer when you ask that question. That <laughs> Chapped elbows and hairy I'm legs. Where we are tough crowd. Um, is there anything I don't like? You have chapped elbows. I like someone who takes really good care of their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, so you you're don't basically have to have... saying that you don't like bad teeth. Yes. I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> Teeth are important to me. Yeah, Good dental important. hygiene. Yeah. But like you don't have to have perfect teeth by any stretch of the imagination. But like, you know, look after what but you've no, got. You do have exceptionally oh, nice God, teeth, no. Serena. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Yeah. True. <laughs> she knows it. She knows it. <laughs> Girls got boobs and good teeth. I paid good money for these teeth, so I'm gonna <laughs> show them all. All right. All right. Well, I think we answered why do boobs feel so nice? Because perfectly because they just do. <laughs> All right, moving and on. That's all in all caps too. They what's, just what's our what's our last question, guys? Our last question is, what do I put on my dating profile? Mm-hmm. Guys, there's a formula to this. Go, when it comes to pictures, go on. Age, sex, pictures, location. Just kidding. No, 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 no. Well, yes. <laughs> when it comes to pictures, and this is not my information i've heard this on a podcast and i think i've said this before actually on this podcast um but apparently there's a formula and the formula is hot fun hot fun funny the i you oh, have said yeah. this yeah. yeah so your first picture's got to be a hot one second one's fun oh look at me i'm so fun i'm so funny no i'm so fun look at me with all my friends oh i'm having so much fun outside Oh, I'm wearing jazzy clothes, whatever. I don't take fun. myself too seriously. I don't take myself too seriously. Yep. But I'm still hot, which is where the right. next one comes in. Right. Don't forget that I'm hot, but don't forget that I'm also fun, which is where the next one comes <laughs> in. Also, I'm going to make you laugh, which is where the last one, funny, maybe I've got fake teeth in. Maybe I have a wig. Maybe I am a comedian <laughs> from the 70s. You know, clearly. I don't know. I, I'm clearly not funny enough, but think of something that is genuinely funny. And do it. What about animal pictures? I mean, if you got a cute dog, you got to show that shit off. Hey, listen, if you put your cute dog in a funny outfit, I think that can come under fun. I think that could come under fun slash funny. That's true. true. And I think true. whatever photos that you choose, that remember that this is going to be the first thing that someone is going to see mm. um, about you. So it's good to have like photos in there that are conversation starters because if you match yeah. with someone like you're both in the same boat someone's got to jump first and say something mm. make it easy for someone yeah um, can't just be hot because that's exactly I mean, you're hot, great thanks bye exactly you need like some kind of like dimension on it and plus there's the photos but there's also on apps like hinge for instance you have to answer questions or you make like little statements and stuff which i which i really like or again on lex um which is is purely text-based and I think it's important whatever you say be it you're answering questions or you're making a statement is make it as true to yourself as possible mm. don't pretend to be somebody else like true. make sure that the true you in some way shape or form um, actually shines through and don't put forward this like false image of yourself however you know it might be rooted in fact or reality but try and be more genuine and try and be yourself rather than just like listing off a list of, you know, your 
your grade A quality, you know, mm. traits that you think someone's going to like about you. Yeah. It's important that you can't make someone fall for a, a projected version of yourself. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. When I did the dating uh, apps or sites in the past, I always found it so difficult to write a profile about myself or like how to describe myself or who I am or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I found that incredibly challenging. It's tough. It is I would difficult. actually have other friends just do it for me. I, I was going like, to say, I think that's a good way yeah. to like just kind of have a, a brainstorm about it with your friends and like all do it together. Or, mm. Definitely. Yeah. And have them like sense check it. Have like some of your friends just look at it and, and give like honest feedback because as you say, Mel, it's really difficult to write like a profile of yourself. Actually, that is a good idea to have a friend do it for you. Somebody Definitely. who like really loves you, wants the best for you, who can describe you from an objective point of view and then you censor check it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because they're not going to have nearly as much weight attached to it as you will because you'd totally. be like, oh my God, I'm putting this out in the world and this is scary and awful. They'll have a more chilled approach or you draft something and they edit it. But yeah, there used to be that website. Do you remember um, mysinglefriend.com? Single friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's gone now. That's a nice idea. Yeah, it is a nice idea. Um, But yeah, whatever you choose to put on your profile, make it as true to yourself as possible. Make your photos some kind of like conversational, you know, conversation starters. And just remember that this is the first thing that someone's going to see about you. So make sure it's as true to you as possible. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) In the words of RuPaul, don't fuck it up. Love Um, it. Cool. I hope we've been helpful. I think we have. I think good so. questions. Thank you really for sending in your yeah, questions. You guys have really done good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, sorry for all the ones we haven't answered, but uh, we will do another one of these. So don't worry, we'll keep them for that. And definitely. we will get around to answering them. We promise. will We will definitely do that. And if you want to send us a question in the interim, if you just think about it, just DM us on Instagram at Slacks Podcast and we'll save it for the next time. Or, that we do or email us. Or at- emails. Yeah, and Slack podcast at, at gmail.com. Hey. Amazing. Got and, uh, you know, if you want shout outs or special birthdays or proposal, hey, if you want us guys Ooh. to propose to your girlfriend or to your boyfriend or to your non-gender specific partner, we will do it. Absolutely. Hit us up. All right. Well, happy new year, everybody. Happy new, happy new year. year. And we'll catch you next time. See you.